Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hey, Kate. Hi, Mary B. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you? I just asked you that. Today. Strong start. Strong start. To the pod today. Um, we were doing well. I woke up with a bit of a cold, but you know, in the face of adversity, we shall persevere. Mm-hmm. I think that when dictator is around other little kids and she gets a sniffle and I get a sniffle, my immune system just isn't as good as it used to be when I was working as a full-time nurse a week mm-hmm. now. Speaking of nurses... Happy Nurses Month. We're calling it a month, even though this past <laughs> week was Nurses Week. But Happy Nurses Month. Thank a nurse out there. We're not doing well. <laughs> so should, if we see a nurse on the street, should we just assume that they're unwell? Yeah, she might say she's doing well, but that's what she would say if she was lying. <laughs> that's what I would say if I was lying. <laughs> that's so sad that that is the reality. That's all right. We'll, we'll be okay. But um, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? I had a great week. I did lots of new things this week. And I will talk a little bit about that in Babu. Mm -hmm. But I saw a movie called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, A Judy Bloom. Uh, It was a book, but of course is now a movie. And it was very good. Unfortunately, I had horrible... Uh, stomach issues during it so that will you know bring it down Mm. a little bit Mm. but overall great movie would highly recommend seeing it it was really cute it was a lot about really puberty Mm. because it's about a young girl who is like going through that with her friends and it was a really like funny and I thought accurate representation of that journey felt very seen one of those moments where you sit down and think oh uh, we all went through the same thing. Yeah, we, all, <laughs> we all lived the same life. Sometimes you think you're alone, and I think a lot of times you're not. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, and last night I went to another charity gala. Oh, yeah, Iron Horse. In my philanthropic era. How was it? It was really fun. One of the things that I'm also really proud of is I only had one drink which I didn't want to drink a lot, so I'm happy that I didn't because it was an open bar, but I just wasn't I just wasn't in the mood. So it wasn't serving you. It wasn't serving me that evening. What'd you wear? I wore your dress. Which one? The purple one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, someone told me I looked ethereal. Oh. Wow. Wow. So I'll take that. That's a great compliment. I will take it. The only thing is it's good and bad for dancing. Here's why. It has a lot of great tool, and you can kind of flit it around on the dance floor mm-hmm. as a prop. Mm-hmm. However, you can also step on it a lot yes. as a prop. And, that can get annoying. You know, but I still loved it. So thank you for your service. This is for all my brides out there. When you're purchasing your bridal outfits for anything, engagement party, rehearsal dinner, after party, all that stuff, and you're thinking, oh, I want something, you know, with a little bit of flair. Just keep in mind that if it is on the floor, people will step on it. Yeah, people so, were stepping all over my dress just last night. Just for that. Yeah. 
And it will likely also get wet because, you know, know, the party went till 3 a.m. I left around 2.15, but around like 2 a.m., you know, it was like Mm. clear to see that we'd been here for a while, you know. Drinks were falling on the floor. There was a loose shoe somewhere. I don't know who it belonged to. But, you know, the party started at 10 and it was 2.15 and it was all young people. So it was just getting to that point of the night. Yeah. And the dance floor was starting to get really wet. So my dress, your dress, actually. It's okay. I'd already taken an Instagram in it, so it's no good to me anymore. Well, thank you again. (laughs) But it was great last night. It was so Tribeca Rooftop. I love that venue. It was a great venue. I think I don't want to get married in New York, but I think it would be a really cool rehearsal dinner space. Um, It has a top you know rooftop yeah, area like, like the actual rooftop you know and that photo of me pregnant with dictator with yeah that's that's there oh my gosh cute yeah. okay i see that it was beautiful and it was such a beautiful night too so that was just a lovely it was nice to go out into the you know the fresh air and be happy to be there yes and the band was great there was a band until 1 a.m they were fantastic there were four people in the band they were just going for it. They were really, really great. And my favorite was this was one guy with a saxophone who was wearing sunglasses. He was just giving everything that I needed. Yes. So that was fun. And then the DJ was good too. So and they were handing out like the cutest little snacks. One honorable oh. mention was they. I'm serious, everyone. I'm like, I saw this. It was a little thing of tomato soup, and a little grilled oh, cheese. It was so cute. Some I was like, whoever chose this menu gets me. It was so such great food. So ten out of ten experience. Really great charity event, and um, I'm happy that I went. And it's cool. I think they raised like quarter of a million dollars. Wow. So that's really cool. That's a lot of money. And I learned last night that ninety percent of ALS diagnoses are diagnosed without any family history. Did you know that? I believe it because. I think that people give a lot of weight to genetic factors when it comes to a lot of different diagnoses. Like, I can, you know, speak from breast cancer that only 10% of breast cancer diagnoses are genetically related. Wow. So that's the same thing. 10% are genetically related for ALS. So people, uh, (sighs) a lot of people put a lot of weight behind the genetic component, which is important if you have a genetic past of breast cancer als you know you obviously need to be more diligent with mm-hmm. these things but there's a 90 percent chance that it could be you're not off the hook just because you're you don't have a genetic predisposition like you should you still need to be getting your mammograms you still need to be doing your monthly checks all that stuff so mm, that's, that's my plug that's a great plug for the day yes. i love that so All in all, yeah, wonderful affair. And then it was nice, too, to, like, be somewhere and be like, oh, this is our final destination for the night. So Mm -hmm. that was great. And then I woke up this morning, and I already told Kate about this, but I went to Rumble. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the other thing. What other thing? At your new apartment. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Do I really want to share this with the world? Everyone is going to relate. Okay, I can tell everyone this, but like... Well, first tell us about your Rumble experience. Well, this is all chronologically wrong, though. Mm. I Let me move back. Let me go back in time to mm-hmm. before the charity event. I 
just signed a new lease, new apartment. We got the keys on May 12th, so Friday, before this episode will drop. And I went there beforehand to, like, check out the apartment. I was just so excited to see inside. And I also was having some of my, like, kind friends came over for pizza before Iron Horse and, like, saw the apartment. And it was good to, like, fill our bellies before the evening with, I went to, like, a new local pizza spot and was loving it. Um, I can't remember the name, but I remember where it was, so I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll look it up on Uh, Yeah, Uh, but anyway, so I walk into this apartment, guys, and I turn the corner. I'm so excited, and on the floor is a dead cockroach. At least it was dead. It was dead. And I FaceTimed my roommate and asked her, it's like, is this a cockroach? She's like, absolutely. And it was just, it was just a little devastating yes. to walk into your apartment for the first time and see a dead cockroach. You know, it just, it, it doesn't, didn't feel great. But I know it's something that people deal with every day in the city in, you know, as well as like mice, which we had mice in our old apartment like but we never had any cockroaches in our apartment and i don't know which is worse but i think uh, both are bad i think a mouse is worse because they're harder to kill like emotionally like I don't right know like, you can't just Not like stop on a mouse but okay confirm or deny anyone listening to this i don't think you're supposed to stomp on a cockroach because I think that they carry their eggs inside of their bodies. So if you stomp on them, the eggs can get out. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like, I heard that somewhere, confirm or deny, but you absolutely aren't going to stomp on a mouse. Yeah, exactly. Like, that would just be Too crazy. And the ones that we had were, like, little babies. So they weren't really even, it wasn't like a giant rat. Mm-hmm. So obviously still disturbing, yeah. but... It wasn't combo yeah. of like probably because no one was in the apartment and yeah. it's getting warmer, so and we were very lucky to have very attentive maintenance. So they were like immediately on it, Handled sealed up it. the holes. So that's really, I think that's the most you can ask for in New York when you're my age is attentive maintenance. That's the thing that people that don't live in a big city and they're like, "How do you live in the big city?" And I'm like, I have one problem, and I open up an app on my phone, and someone is there three minutes later to handle said problem. Mm-hmm. Like, our our washer dryer wasn't working. I just put in a little maintenance request. Two guys showed up at my door. They're like, what can we do to fix it? And they fix it. Yeah, that is such a nice part about renting an apartment. Yeah. And, um... So that's what yeah, happened in this own, apartment like, too. This is a condo yeah. Building, so like people, you saw the stairs, right, 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 right. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that's such a great piece of it. So, again, I think it's just can be par for the course in the city unless you are in like a really, really nice apartment. But even then, I feel like people don't get a gateway to that. I don't know. But you still have to have like exterminators come. Yeah, it's just because there aren't there aren't alleyways to put the trash, and like that's where there's mice and stuff like that too, and you just have to be. Gotta be in a good building. Yeah. Like our bu- our building, we have exterminators come at once a week. We so yeah. When ours we ours is really good. When we had our mice come in our old place, they started sending someone once a week, yeah. which was nice. But I it can be crazy too. On a side note, I was at one of my friends' apartments and we were just like talking, 
And all of a sudden, he goes, oh, did you just see that, that mouse run across the floor? I was like, no. Like, you didn't even react. Like, there's gonna, like if you're in the East or West Village, especially if you have, like, brick, exposed brick, you're, you're more likely. Or if you have, like, outdoor space that's on, like, the ground floor, you're yeah. more likely to have, or, like, a patio, you're more likely to have mice. Yeah. It was just crazy, though, because if I were to see that, I think I would flip out. But they were just like, yeah, yeah. like... You see that? I was like, oh my God. So that's, that's where we live. That's the the magic of the city. But, um, anyway, I wanted to talk about my rumble experience. Oh yeah. Rumble used to be huge before COVID and then it kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. And I went, I know I went with you back in like 2018, maybe it was really a long time ago. And I have to say it was an amazing workout experience. And here's why. You spend half of the class punching a giant bag. (laughs) And can you say therapy dupe? I mean, (laughs) any sort of stress or frustration that you're experiencing, you can just put it all into the bag. Mm. That's actually what you're supposed to do to get a better workout. And it's kind of like SoulCycle where the lights are dimmed. So you don't really feel like anyone's looking at you. Yeah. So it was just... I felt so much better, like, not that I even felt like I was stressed going in, but I came out feeling so relaxed, and that I had gotten a good workout. It is dark in there. It's almost like, when you think about those, like, smash rooms that people like to do to relieve stress, I've never done one of those, but I imagine it's a similar feeling, so anyone who maybe that sounds like that could be helpful for you, I recommend Rumble, and I will be going back, and thank you to my friend Kaylee, who hooked me up with the class. So that was really fun. Anyway, how about you? How was your... Did you do anything? Nothing really to report. I worked Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I didn't even know you were working Thursday. Sometimes this happens. Wait, you, what do you mean you babysat dictator? I'm sorry, on Thursday. Friday. Some, <laughs> sometimes this happens. Like, my, one of my friends was like, oh, like, how was Kate's shift today? I was like, she didn't work today. She worked on Thursday. They're like, oh. And then I go on Instagram and you had posted going into a shift. I was like, I don't even know. My yeah. sister's own life and her followers. They asked so. me to come in, but I didn't want to ask you to babysit again because I figured twice in a row was kind of a Yeah, lot well, there. I was volunteering in the morning, so. Um, but that was cool. Oh, that's another thing I need to plug. Brooklyn Book Bodega. I volunteered there and it was yeah. really, really wonderful. And they're a really great organization that, sorry, I totally interrupted you, it's but. Okay really great organization that gets books out to children who don't have easy access, which is so important because I think it's so important to get books in homes and in the hands of kids. So we did a lot of work with them on Friday and they're fantastic. So they have a really cool logo. So if anyone's looking for like a new, cool, fresh sweatshirt, Google Brooklyn Book Bodega. They were fantastic. So support support them. I just wanted to be sure to plug that because I think what they do is really, really awesome. That's a good good charity to support Mm -hmm. but yeah so I worked Thursday Friday and came home hung out with dictator Spencer was traveling for work but he's back now and uh that's about that and we made pancakes yeah we made we made uh the salt cure mix pancakes today that was fun and because I just can't wait in that line with a baby like I love salt cure pancakes but unless you go super early there's obviously a line because they're delicious but it's hard for me to just stand in line outside with a baby in a stroller for an hour and a half yeah because she also only has like a two-hour wake window so we don't have a lot of time to work with so 
But yeah, I have to run three and a half miles today for my training, which will be interesting since I don't feel well, but I already drink a Celsius today. Oh, wow. No wonder you're so perky. I wonder if I could have another. Um, we'll see. But um, yeah, you're, that's... You're always perky. Just, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that as a okay, day. I'm, I'm not always perky. It's okay. And yeah, I feel like, oh, Dictator has a third tooth. So that's exciting. She's big day. She's getting bigger and bigger. She is just perfect. Yes. I just love her so she's much. She's the happiest girl for sure. She is the happiest, the happiest girl. girl. She's why we do what we do. <laughs> I just she's love her. She's our motivator, our driving force. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's not all that. So oh should we just get into our topic today? Yeah, let's do it. Our topic today is resetting habits. If you feel like you're in a rut, mm-hmm. trying to get back out there, get yourself back on the schedule, kind of really what Babu was for us mm-hmm. in the beginning. But, you know, I feel like I'm always constantly resetting and trying to reset my habits. And I was sent this video. Oh my gosh, can't wait to hear about it. I feel it. like I should just play it maybe if I can play get the it. audio. Yeah, get it up. So this was a video was sent to me by my friend Catherine. And Catherine. it is from Michelle Obama. Love Michelle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you guys. Okay. The other thing I tell young people is life is practice, you know? Uh, you're practicing, and I tell my girls this every day, you are practicing who you are going to be. So if you're getting up late and you're trifling and you're not getting your homework done, that's what you're practicing. If you know? you're complaining, that's what you're practicing. If you're a whiner, you're practicing being a whiner. If you're spoiled, you're practicing that. That doesn't, that doesn't just go away. You know, and so you have to start practicing who you want to be. Do you want to be dependable? Then you have to be dependable. Mm-hmm. If you want people to trust you, then you have to be trustworthy. Yeah. And you, you, and you have to start those habits very early. It's just like speaking correct English. Don't practice the other stuff because you're not going to get a job that way. So practice who you want to be every single day. Uh, so, chills, oh, right? I've- I just love Michelle Chills. And so when I was listening to that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. Like, I want to be practicing how I can be the best mom so I can set the best example for my daughter. Like, I don't want my daughter to see someone who has unhealthy habits and things like that. So that really kind of was a life-altering perspective for me. Also, I follow this guy on TikTok. He's a nurse, but I don't think he's a practicing nurse. But he's so funny. He's definitely, like, not afraid about getting canceled. His name is Leo <laughs> Leo Skeppy. I don't wow. know if I'm saying his last name right. But he's just, like, absolutely wild. Go check out his videos. But he said on his pod- podcast, he was like, being undisciplined is ugly. And I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, my God. If you, if you put it that <laughs> way. Don't come for me like that. Oh, my God. And so now I, that's what I tell myself. I'm like, if you can't be disciplined enough to do what you say what you say you were going to do, like, that's ugly. I'm like, I don't, I'm not ugly. I am not ugly. I'm a 10 out of 10, so... Yeah, whatever you need to motivate you. I will be Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Should we put that on some merch? Honestly. Being undisciplined is ugly. Yeah. So, (laughs) that's where I'm at with my life. So, yeah, my Babu last week, which we'll get to Babu's, but 
you know, my babu this week is definitely going to be not being ugly. So being disciplined. That's a great babu. But what are some things that you do, Mary B, when you're feeling like you're in a rut and you just kind of need to reset? You haven't been fulfilling your habits, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm so glad you asked. And before I answer, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Before I answer, I want to say a little bit about what you just shared because I think that it really resonates with my biggest takeaway from our one of our family book club books. Uh, it was Dad's pick called Atomic mm-hmm. Habits. Mm-hmm. I think it's really been making the rounds. I, I've seen it a lot of places, but it also could have been one of those things, you know, when you, you notice something yes. once, you start to see it everywhere. Yeah. So I've been seeing it everywhere, so that could just be a me thing. But long story short, the biggest takeaway for me was he, the author of this book said, decide what kind of person you want to be and then make choices based off of how the person that you want to be would act. Mm. So for instance, if you want to be healthy and you're in a situation where you what's a situation where you're being unhealthy? Okay, you're I can use myself. I was gonna say I can do that for myself. Like like for last night, for instance. I wanted to be able to be at this event last night. Be, like sometimes you, I just feel like drinking, and sometimes yeah, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. And last time, and last night I didn't. So I I wanted to be someone who could feel like I could still have a really fun time at an event without drinking. Mm-hmm. And so the choices that I made last night, I'm very proud, are choices that fell into that vein, yeah. because that's the type of person I want to be. So that's the thing too is to to you know simplify a, a little bit. The question to ask yourself would be. What would a person in this situation who is comfortable out and about and can have fun without alcohol do? Mm-hmm. Or if you want to be just healthy in general and you're deciding between, let's say, like taking the elevator or taking the stairs if you can, thinking to yourself, what would a healthy person do in this situation? And then making that decision to take the stairs. And that's how you become that person. You start to slowly build those habits really diligently. The second thing, second biggest takeaway is I remember reading about how he was saying we, by virtue of just being human beings, are habitual creatures and a lot of the small decisions we make from day to just in day to day life are not conscious. And so, for instance, if you have cookies on the counter versus a banana on the counter it's much more likely that you're just going to go eat the cookies because they're in front of you. That's a habit of yours. You keep your cookies on the counter. You see them, you're going to eat them. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to eat less sweets, for instance, which honestly could never be me, (laughs) but if you're trying to instill that in your life because that's what you need right now, put things in, make conscious choices to place things in your life that are going to help you along in that habit formation. So keep the cookies in a drawer and put the fruit out on the counter because as a human you have to work with yourself recognizing that you are a habitual human being who isn't always so in control or conscious of their choices so basically working with your own humanity to help yourself become the best version of yourself 
So like, like thinking to yourself, what obstacles are going to be in my way of achieving this goal of this habit that I want to get into and really minimizing those habits, which I thought it was so important because I think a lot of times we want to say discipline, 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 which yes, you need to be disciplined, but at the same time we are human. So we need to help ourselves along by easing the path to discipline. Right. And that's part of the book is, is, isn't it like removing barriers right. to success? Yeah. Yeah. So to, again, to simplify it, like Mary B said, I'll go to the grocery store and I'll make sure I have fresh fruit, veggies, healthy proteins, healthy fats to reach for. And then I won't get on Uber Eats because I have something accessible in my fridge. I like it because I grocery shopped and I picked it out. Even if it's like a bowl of cereal or something like that, eating a bowl of Cheerios and not, you know, a bowl of Lucky Charms, even though I love Lucky Charms every Mm -hmm. once in a while. But it's like I keep that stuff accessible to me. So then that's what I reach for. Yeah. In those moments, yeah. Yeah. So I've I just found that such a wonderful way. I think the the like philosophical love for it I in my mind is I always have this like push and pull for myself of I am a conscious thinking being, but also I have all of these like very human characteristics of I am a habitual person. I am like weak in my discipline sometimes. And obviously my higher self always wants to be disciplined, but that's not always how it goes. And so you can, I think, really lean into or really combat, I should say, that human side of yourself by consciously removing those barriers. I just loved that part of it. It was like taking control of yourself. Yeah. You know, I just love that. Yeah. And I love anything that I can control. Yeah, love, love that. But back to your original question. That was just my short spiel that I carry with me when I'm like, you know, imperfectly trying to form good habits. But I think that this topic is particularly relevant for me because I had a lot of habits that I consciously formed about a year ago because. That was a time when I had to be really working to form really healthy habits for myself, for my mental health, my physical health, all of the above, and to help myself mourn in a healthy way. And I kept those up for a long time. But I think as I've gotten just like I've been I've healed and I've been like, oh, everything's pretty much good now. I've let those habits fall to the wayside. But then I noticed that even though I, I think I just realized that the one of the reasons I was feeling so good is because I had those habits. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, which sounds so obvious to say. Yeah. But I had kind of gotten out of it a little bit, and now I'm realizing when I am conscious about bringing them into my life, no matter the season, it gives me so much. So a few habits that I like to keep, and I'm not, again, I'm not always successful at these, but I am working on them constantly. I think it's a decision you have to make every day until it becomes a habit, and I think it takes a while to really form a habit. But I have a five-minute journal that I keep by my bedside. I like to do, I I feel like I've plugged this before, but I'll plug it again. It's a really wonderful tool because it asks you to, in the morning, say, 
three things you're grateful for, three things that would make today great, and then a affirmation. Mm. And there is a lot of science that backs up how gratitude really, really increases your overall mood, focusing on gratitude. So Dr. Lori Santos, who I worship, one of the many mm. women that I worship, she has you know the happiness lab podcast and the yale happiness class which i highly recommend and that was a key takeaway that gratitude is just being grateful which i feel like you're you know we've talked about that you're very good at being grateful in everyday life you being kate but to have that structured time in the day to do that has always been good for me personally and then being able to reflect on Oh, like what actually could I do today to make this a fantastic day? And then that affirmation is always good. And then at the end of the day, it has three, what are three things that you learned today? And, oh no, sorry. Three, oh, what are the three best things that happened to you today? And then one thing you learned. And doing that at the beginning of the day and at the end of the night has been a really great habit forming tool because you, it's like a page for every day. So you right. do it every day, every night at the same time. And that helps me get into journaling habitually. And I keep it right by my, by my bed. And I keep a pen by my bed, and that is really just been what what's worked for me. And um, another thing that I've had to be really conscious about getting back into the habit of is meditating for like five minutes every day, mm. which I don't know why I find that to be so hard because it's five minutes. I know, me too. I'm really bad at meditating. But that's one that I'm get, working on getting back in my schedule, and one thing that has helped me is to have it be part of a greater ritual that I know I really enjoy. So... Well, that's what... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Habit sacking. No. Habit sacking, yeah. It's habit sacking. So I feel like that's the official term. But the habit sacking that I would do for meditating is I love going out and walking, like ideally near a body of water, but just somewhere beautiful. So knowing... That I, that's like something that I don't have to like motivate myself to do. I just love it. Yeah. And so I like to do that... Well, I'm on my walk and then walk home. Another thing I'm trying to get into the habit of is working out in the morning. And this is another habit stack. I usually, on the days, this is, dad, don't listen to this. If you're listening, mute. If you're listening, earmuffs. I tell myself I can get a latte after my runs. So I might not be getting a G-Wagon anytime soon. <laughs> but that's a really big thing that gets me out of bed because I just love an iced latte, even though it's yes. $8. But it helps me get out of bed and go on that morning run because then I know I get like a great drink afterwards. So those are some habits I've been working on. And yeah, I guess I, that's what's right now. But what I did notice, I mean, those habits that just can like really help. It's small things that can really boost your mental health. I just think, for me, it was it was really interesting. I was like, oh, man, like I feel like my mental health hasn't been as good as it's been in the past. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not doing all these things. Like, the things are real, people. The things you your do for yourself habits. are real. Yes. But anyway, what about you? What's your journey with habits? So mine, I'm, I have a very addictive personality. Love and that it takes you. me about three days to become addicted to something. So I, I oh, work wow. in three-day motion here. So... And I always start with making my bed because once I stop falling out, once I stop making my bed, like I know my day, I'm going to be unstructured and undisciplined and Mm -hmm. ugly. So 
like today is a bad example as Mary B and I are sitting in my unmade bed. It's pretty much made. <laughs> it's half made. But on the weekends I'm like whatever. But <laughs> during the week I always after I wake up dictator, change her diaper, give her her bottle, and she's playing independently, I go and I make the bed. So that's my first habit. And then I we have started, Dictator and I, going outside for a walk and also buying coffee. Oh my gosh, Dad, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Be triggering. (laughs) And so doing that, it forces me to get out of my pajamas and put on my workout clothes. And so that's another habit. So I've made my bed. Now I'm putting on my workout clothes. I'm getting outside. I'm getting fresh air. Dictator always naps better after we get outside for fresh air. We go, we walk, walk by the river. She loves to look at the pigeons and yell at all the dogs passing by. And then we come back, she takes a nap. And then my next habit is I immediately work out. And sometimes I'll even set out my workout stuff that I have before. So that like even motivates me more. Like I'll put my yoga mat out, put my weights out and everything. Because I felt myself getting into a bad habit of trying to like wait and see if Spencer was going to get home early enough for me to go work out and then I would just never end up working out so just like you said about morning workouts you know I'm trying to have it stack that so so hard though but I'm getting better um and I've been doing sculpt society which I did a lot when I was pregnant but it's a really great workout if you're looking for an at-home workout 10 out of 10 recommend and the videos can be short they can be long, whatever I like. And I always tell myself when I'm just starting out, I set a timer for seven to 10 minutes, mm-hmm. depending on my mood. And at the when the timer goes off, if I want to keep going, I keep going. If I want to stop, I tell myself, you can stop. But you got to at least try because it takes me three days. And after three days, I'm like, I love this. I'm doing this every day. So that's how I reset. I just start three days of making my bed, three days getting outside three days working out. Now I've got like three great habits starting my day off really well, getting everything that I need to out of the way in the morning when I have the most energy and setting myself up for success for a great day. Love that. And doesn't that, that just is another big mental health thing, just making your bed even. Yes. It's like, oh, I did something. Exactly. And like, I like looking in my room and seeing that it looks clean and looks put together. Yeah. So if you haven't watched this small plug, there's this one video that was given by, I think, a Navy SEAL and it was a speech. I'm not sure for what, but his whole speech is centered around making your bed in the morning and the argument for making your bed in the morning. And it's like one good decision that you can do to start your day. And if you have a bad day, at least you know you can come back to a made bed. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than that, but it's a really cool video. Yeah, and something like that, even though I really don't like it, it takes me two and a half minutes. Isn't that funny how sometimes the smallest, <laughs> the smallest things can be the hardest to do? And that's, I have a tip for that. If anyone is wanting unsolicited advice. I do. I set a timer. I set a 20-minute timer, and I say, okay, I'm going to clean for 20 minutes, and when I'm done, I can stop. But usually, I'll just keep going, because once I get started, I like it. Mm-hmm. Or I'll have it stack, and I'll listen to a podcast that I needed to listen Ugh, to, like yes. maybe about like updated breast cancer research or something like that. So just plug time so set a timer. Did we actually go over what habit stacking is? Should no. Can you define that? Sure. Can you define that for us? So habit stacking is basically... 
like you have a habit that you have already, you know, you're trying to just like basically get 1% better, right? Which is the whole idea behind Atomic Habits is you're just trying to get, you know, a little bit better every single day. So that's what it's all about. It's a little bit better every day. That I think is so key to remember. And so you're trying, so when you're habit stacking, you're basically trying to create new habits. So the whole thing is like you have a cue, a craving, a reward, and then a response. And so let's see, what would be your cue? My, my cue for what do you mean? What do you mean? So we could do like my run example if you want. Okay. Running in the morning for a latte. Yeah. Let me wait. Let me read this. Even though I really do love running in the morning, it's so good for my mental health, my physical health. It's just sometimes hard to get out of bed. That's the hardest part. But you know what? Another good tip for that is mm-hmm. drinking a glass of water when your alarm goes off. Oh really? Yeah. You know what's interesting? Don't snooze. Drink yeah. a glass of water. You know what's interesting? Wake you up. Interest- Cold water. I know someone who has a temperature controlled bed. Have you heard of this? No. This is such a tangent, but you can buy these temperature controlled beds, and it will become an uncomfortable temperature when your alarm mm. goes off, and so you will want to get out of bed. Love it. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, sidetrack. We need to figure out how to get one of those. <laughs> So, basically, oh, here, number one, drink a large glass of water for habit stacking. And so, okay, let's see what this says. Habit stacking, the purpose of habit stacking is to create simple and repeatable routine managed by a checklist, which I love a checklist. Yeah. I truly don't understand people who go to work and they don't live their job off of a checklist, because as a nurse... I have a checklist. For each patient, I have a checklist. And when that is all done, my day is done. Like, I don't know, like, how do you know what to do when you go to work every day? Do you have a checklist? Uh, I do have a checklist, but I also, like, kind of self-manage. So I just know what I need to do that day, and I just do it. (laughs) But, like, is it, like, okay, when your checklist is done, your day is done? It's a mental checklist, yeah, because... I, sometimes I if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I will make a checklist, but oftentimes I have a few big, chunky things that I need to get done in the day, and then the constant checklist is just, like, make sure all of my pings and my emails are answered appropriately. Uh, but, yeah, I do have a mental checklist, yes, I would say. So, linking habits together is a way of getting more done in less time, resulting in a positive change in your life. As you perform the stacked actions every day, they become a part of your routine. So you drink a glass of water, then you schedule your day and prioritize your tasks. You focus on your three most important tasks. You turn those tasks into manageable steps. You create accountability by telling others. You reward yourself for task completion, and then you remove distractions before working, clear your desktop, play music or white noise to improve function, and focus... Do the hardest or most unappealing task first. Oh, yes. That's Commit good to a very small goal. That's also very good. Small goals. Work in mm-hmm. small blocks of time. So set your timer. Mm-hmm. Track time for different activities. Use the two-minute rule. If a task will take you two minutes or less to do, deal with it immediately and oh, move on. Love that one. So smart. Capture every idea. 
write a done list, review your goals. So that's a pretty good, it sounds pretty like, good list. It sounds like the cue is almost like Pavlovian. Yeah. So drinking a glass of water helps. Is the cue is that the you're about cue. to start your. Yeah. God, see, back to you again. We're all animals. We're just dogs. I think creating habits is like where truly one of the places where your higher, like, brain that has self-control and not self-control free will and your humanity uh, as in like animalistic humanity meat it's it just blows my mind so not let's get just i feel like that's such like a philosophical mind blow for me when i think about it too much but and then i think another important part is the reward part which for you your reward is your latte my latte for me it is sometimes the coffee but also sometimes it's just like feeling good is enough of a reward for me to want to keep keep doing mm-hmm. it and keep going yeah so I, i'm also very motivated by material goods so sometimes i'll tell myself oh if you do this for so many days or so many weeks you can buy yourself a little treat mm-hmm. from Hermes. and you often put that on your tiktok so that's telling people and that holds me that holds yeah. me accountable it's interesting too i think to reflect on habits that you might not even know that you have mm-hmm. which i think i should try to do in Especially my life if negative yeah like I think I do, I'm trying to break this as I've talked about on the pod, but I have a habit of unwinding with a little bit of like mindless TV at the end of the night. And I really want to break that because I'd rather be reading. You gotta get a Kindle. But I don't want a Kindle. <laughs> but I like a physical book. But the thing is too, is sometimes I feel like I have noticed for myself, this is probably not unique, but... I'm my sharpest in the morning, yeah. and my most creative mind at night, but my least logical mind at night, so a reading at night just doesn't ever go well for me. I prefer to wake up early and read in the morning because I'm sharper. Well, why don't you so, just read, like, brainless, like, beach reads? I know. I should start doing that, and I think I will, but, like, uh, I just, like, like, the television, you don't even have to think at all. I think that's why, you know, I... I Right, I like that at right, night, and right. I like to read in the morning when I can think more. Yes. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But I'm working on it. But that's, I started reading at night, and it's been great. I read on my Kindle, and I just read beach reads, like nothing, you know, that requires much thought. Yeah. Except for my eyes reading. I just joined a new book club, and I think that the book that we're reading is not exactly a beach read, but it's like a... What's it called? It's called, oh my gosh, a bright creatures Mm, I don't know I don't know that one and I really am enjoying it so far I'm not too far into it but it's it's like a very much a story like it's not too much of a thinker so I'm gonna try to it is much more relaxing to read than some of the other books I usually read so I'm really grateful to that book club for opening me up to it because I do like the book so far too so maybe I'll try that with this book and see how it goes like you said a little bit more of just like an entertainment read love it yeah. So should we do our... Baboos. Baboos, which are basically just talking about habits that we're going to try to implement. Little, little yeah. daily habits. And I think that I also want to, not that we need to say this, but just make it clear again that these are what we try to do, but the habit formation is a daily grind. And oh my gosh, frequently yeah. the grind is not grinding. Yes. The grind is not grinding for me. So we're all on this journey together. These are things that have happened for us, but I always love to plug to... 
what are some things that you have found really successful? Write into us at thehappiestgirls at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Or DM us on Instagram. And I think that was something that we got a little crazy with in the beginning of the baboo. We would try to do like four or five things a day. Yeah. Like it was like just too much. And then we were failing and then we were feeling bad that we were failing. Mm -hmm. And that's just not maintainable like or attainable. So yeah, you got to start with one thing, make it your habit. Once that's a habit, then you can stack another habit on top of it, but don't try to do it all at once. And if you fail, it's okay. Make friends, and this is to me as well, make friends with your humanity. Yes. I mean, Forgive yourself. that's why we have to be so diligent about habit forming is because we are habitual creatures. And if we're not careful to, talking to myself included, if I am not careful to consciously form my habits, then my habits begin to form me. I feel good about In that the one. church of Mary B, we say amen. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think it's about just owning yourself and and creating. As my one of my queens, Michelle said, practice for the for your life yes. appropriately. Yes, you're practicing for the person you want to be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, what was your babu last week? My babu last week. Okay, I'm so excited to talk about it because I did it. Ooh. It was to go to this bar called the books the oh, yeah. book club. It's mm-hmm. called book club. It's in the Lower East Side. And I was so jazzed because I was very lucky. They have a monthly open mic. Oh. Where anyone can like send in submissions and read their poetry or their written work. And I was lucky enough that it was last Tuesday, and I think I'm going to go to the one next month as well. And it was so wonderful. I went with three of my friends, and it was something new. Saw mm-hmm. some new faces, and it was a really cool New York experience. And I think we're all going to challenge each other to maybe read something one month which would be so fun so I'm really happy that I did that it was a new activity I think I'm gonna go back to this spot I love this bar it's just great vibes totally up my alley so I'm really excited and it's across the street from Virginia so afterwards we went and got Virginia's fries which I'm telling you Kate Mm. you need Mm. to go to Virginia's it's the best fries the best burger but Keep that in the happiest girls community because I don't want it to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> don't put on. Don't gatekeep people. Gatekeep. gatekeep. <laughs> but. Look at. Oh my gosh! Why is dictator? She's literally sleeping, slumped over. <laughs> I don't like. It's like she sat and then just like fell over. Oh my and that's gosh! She's sleeping. I just love her. Uh, but my babu for this week, actually, I don't think I have really decided which habit I want to work on the most. So why don't you tell us and I'm gonna I'm gonna decide which one I want to work on the most. Well so my babu last week was ordering only twice. And I did it. I only ordered out twice. That Fantastic. was my babu. That's I know. And normally especially because I worked so much and Spencer was gone so much I would have ordered out a lot more. But I only ordered out twice. And so I'm very proud of you. My thank you. My new habit is I think I'm going to just try to continue to do the morning workouts because um, I only did that for like, a, like one or two days this week. So I'm going to make that my new habit for this week or my babu. I love that. So And yeah. okay, so I think I, because this is one that I need the most accountability on, I'm going to really try every day this week to meditate for five mm. minutes. Good. 
That's that good. is my baboo. I need to have this accountability. So thank you again to the podcast. Yes. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes. And that it gave you some motivation to take control of your life. Yes. Practice for your life. Gosh. Listen, hot girl summer, let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. Remember, what was it again? Lack of discipline is ugly. Yeah. That's We're trying not part to of our hot girl summer. The happiest girls. Happiest girls. And happiest be. girls have healthy habits. So true. All right. right. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the happiest girls podcast and at Kate Culture on TikTok and at Kate Culture on Instagram. Thanks for the plug. Always. All right. Monday Monday reset, reset, baby. Let's Let's go. go.